Hey, God is good all the time. I saw a few people having problems with those communion cups. We can't get the other ones anymore. So we're going to keep trying, amen. So, well, we had to go three months without communion, but the factories seem to be running again. What, what a crazy world we're living in. All these shortages. Shortage of communion cups. Can you imagine that one? Anyway, God is good. And all the time. Amen. Again, this Wednesday, we're in-house. It's going to be a time of prayer and praise. Amen. So let's pray for our young people, church family. It is such an attack, such an attack on our young people. And it's not just America. It's worldwide. It's worldwide. It's such an attack. You know, I was, uh, me and Diane were talking, and how, is our, how are our children going to survive what's going on, this mutilation and all? And God, through a man of God, said to me, God gives grace to each generation. They'll have the grace that they need the same way we had the grace to get through the Woodstock age. Amen? Everyone. So you keep praying for them. Let's be faithful in prayer for our children. Amen? They need it. And as Brandy said, you know, pray the angels of the Lord all around them. Amen? Hey, quick announcement. Next week is our church picnic already. Holy cow. That came. What happened this summer? Bring it back. Start all over. Memorial Day. Next week, our church picnic, our annual church picnic. It's going to be September 10th, next Sunday. We have the 10 up downstairs. $5 for individual, $15, no matter how big your family is. We provide all the hot dogs, the, the burgers, the buns, all the paperwork stuff all the drinks on what we're asking you to bring. Get involved with the dessert contest. I'm not on a diet right now, so that would be awesome. Also, we're asking you to bring one side dish as a family, if you could bring a side dish to share with everyone else. For the children, we're gonna have a bounce house this year, an obstacle course, a big trampoline for the adults to be cornhole, other things like that. It's just a fun time. Weather's supposed to be hot this week and then turn real nice, so it's gonna be good, amen? And then again, for the uh, Lamb and Lion Conference, there is no sign-up for that. But by all means, we'd love for you to come, invite a friend. This is going to be their East Coast uh, meeting. It's going to be good stuff. Amen? So we're excited about that. But the picnic, you got to sign up because we got to know how many burgers to buy. Some years when people don't sign up, we take a guess and we end up with tons left over. Or sometimes we're shooting over to get them during the hamburger time. So if you sign up late, everybody else is going to eat your burger. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just sign up so we can know that we can get out there and purchase all that. Sound good? All right. Let's have a word of prayer. Get right into the word today. Father, we do bless you. And we thank you, Lord. Yes, we live in a strange day and age. Who would have thought this just a few years ago? But I stay in peace because you told us in your word exactly what to look for and how to handle it when it comes. As we talk about the end days now and as we talk about angels on assignment, I thank you, Lord, that you're showing us direction in the supernatural, that we will need more grace, so therefore you're going to give us that ability. And we thank you, thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you show with me to Matthew chapter 24? Our message is called Angels on Assignment, but it's going to be a little different. So for the next few weeks, 
I want us to look and touch on the subject of angels, but I want us especially to look at the operation of angels in these last days. How many can say with me that something weird's going on in our world? Anybody? And it's not just the immorality. The immorality is what's going to bring judgment. Amen. There's no if, what's, or buts about it. You can study any culture, any civilization from Rome on, and you'll find out when they let in what America let in, that nation didn't last very long after it. God will deal with it. Amen. When you're touching the children, better a millstone be tied around your neck then you touch one of these little ones. Amen? And they're doing it on all age level, but my heart is for the kids. They are the next generation. I, I said to Diane the other day, saw some young people play, and I said, I've had my chance. This is theirs now, amen? And now we're seeing a, a perversion in our education, sexuality, drugs beyond words. I mean, I, I saw this video the other day with this zombie drug, and they said a person can take it accidentally and they are hooked for life. Think about that. That's how potent this marijuana and this nonsense is that they're legalizing and just spreading out there when they have the ability to stop it. But anyway, I want to look at the operation of angels in our last day. I believe that as we are getting closer and closer to the return of the Lord, demonic powers, as demonic powers as we can already see, are being released in a greater way than this world has ever seen. You got to understand, this is the end, amen? This isn't even Sodom and Gomorrah and Noah. This is the end, and they are being released fervently, amen? Jonathan Kahn, I think, did a wonderful job in his book, The Return of the Gods, with little G for gods, where he brings out that when a nation comes in and brings in godliness, brings in the word of God, brings in prayer, it sends these demons away. But when a nation now opens up its arms to these things and pushes God out of school and pushes God out of the government, on and on, we open up the door to these demonic powers and the Bible says they will come in even seven times worse. Listen, um, you know me. I, I love to get up here and just make you laugh and all, but I got to look at the word of God and what the word of God says. Amen. We have to look at the word of God. We are going to see and we are going to need this supernatural agents of help to help us get through this end time. So what I want to do is start first with what Jesus said and showed us, and I'm going to show you a couple Greek words today that are going to open up the entire statement of what the Lord is saying here. So are you ready with me, guys? No, no nobody's ready. Are you ready with me, guys? Matthew 24, here we go. Then Jesus went out, and departed from the temple. His disciples came to show him the building of the temple. So picture the scene. Jesus is leaving the temple. He probably just got done preaching. And the disciples said, Jesus, Jesus, look at this temple. This is our Jewish temple. Well, this temple wasn't built by Jews. It was built by Herod. Herod, they called him Herod the Great. Because not that he was great, his architect, his works were magnificent. They say this temple was one of the wonders of the world. But he was a psychopath. 
If he felt anybody was coming against him, he had them killed. He had his children killed. He had a wife killed. He was a mean man, amen? And he didn't die well, which they usually all don't. People that are in authority, to whom much is given, much is required, amen? So Herod, maybe to appease the Jews or maybe because of his artistic ways, built this magnificent temple. They said it just shined with the white of the, 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 the marble and the beauty and the gold and on. So you can picture people when they came into Jerusalem and the sun hit this temple and the smoke is rising from the animal sacrifices. It must have been beyond words. So the disciples ran up to Jesus and they said, look, look at this temple, Lord. Look at the temple that God's spirit is in and God's spirit was in that temple until Jesus died on that cross. Then it says the veil of the temple is ripped in two. God left there and then on the day of Pentecost, he came in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit today. All right? So here's what Jesus said, verse two. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. How many here have been to Israel? Raise your hand. I know a few of you have. You saw that section where the stones were tossed off. Titus came in 70 AD, AD after the death of Christ. And what happened was he didn't want the temple destroyed, but all of a sudden a fire started and the soldiers were told that in between the rocks was gold. So they literally, with crowbars or whatever form of metal they used there, flipped every stone over to try to get this gold. And you can go there today and see the fulfillment of what Jesus Christ prophesied about 30 AD that came to pass in 70 AD. The Jews were taken as slaves. Me and Diane were in Rome, uh, uh, antique Rome, ancient Rome. And you can see the arch of Titus and has all the pictures engraved on it of them taking the menorah out, taking the slaves out, on and on. One group ran away and they went to what we know today and back then too as Masada. Anybody been to Masada also? You've been there. And in Masada was this great speech gave because they fought off the Roman army for years. You go there, you'll still see the ramps that the Romans built to get up to the top and they would throw stones and they were fortified up in this Masada area. But when they knew that they couldn't hold them back anymore, the leaders came together and they said, we are either gonna be slaves tomorrow, our women will be raped, our children will be made slaves or we're gonna take our lives and they decided to take their lives, and each one killed the other person. And to this day, the, the Israeli army, that's their statement, never a Masada again, amen? It's quite a history story, guys. True history is an amazing thing. I wish we can learn from it, amen? Let me say it with boldness and clarity. America is a Christian nation. I am reading a book right now, and over and over, uh, over and over, they brought out every time a war was coming, every time something with Britain was coming, on and on. 
Let's pray. Let's seek providence. Let's have a time of fasting and prayer. These were the leaders. This was the George Washington, the Samuel Adams, the Andrew Jackson that I just read about it, that they try to tell us these were in Christian men. Well, they sure were prayer warriors. Let me tell you, Benjamin Franklin said, listen, we came together in this assembly in Philadelphia to make a decision to seek God. And we had a two-hour prayer meeting. And now all we're doing is arguing. Maybe it's time to get on our knees, Benjamin Franklin, and pray and seek him again. That's how this nation was birthed. When Washington was the first president, he held the Bible right there by the World Trade Center, that little church that was not destroyed there. And he prayed and he said, basically, if this nation seeks God, we'll be okay. But when we stop seeking God, what we're seeing today, amen? America is not a world power anymore, guys. They just had the Brit meeting last week, right? Brazil was there. Um, Russia was there. Iran was there, India was there, and now tons of nations are coming in and saying, we don't want the American dollar anymore. We want this. It's crazy what's going on. Crazy. I don't have time to get into it all, but I'll get into some of it today to get your eyes to understand what's happening. When a nation chooses immorality as our nation is choosing, and it's not just America, that nation will be destroyed. But we are looking up. I am an American citizen. I love our nation. But I am a Christian, number one. Do you understand what I mean by that? And Jesus is going to give us some insight here. And then Paul is going to give us some insight. Watch what he says. And Jesus said to them, do you not see these things? He's pointing to the temple. Just picture our Lord. Do you not see these things? This beautiful temple of marble and stone. Do you not see these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. And you can go to Israel and see the fulfillment of these words in Jerusalem. Amen. The Bible is the only book that gives predictions and these predictions have come to pass. The Bible is 100% accurate. Why is that? It is a supernatural book. You're not going to find that in the Book of Mormons or other books. You'll find it in the Word of God because it is God who knows the end from the beginning. It is Almighty God who is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, that knew it all. Not that he made it. He knew it all. He understood man's heart, and he understood where man was going so he just had them write it down to tell us exactly what to look for. That's why he knows the end from the beginning. Are you guys with me today? All right, you can say amen. All right, so Titus in 70 AD comes in. He destroys this temple exactly as Jesus said. History has verified that. Let's continue on, verse three. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, so picture they went up to the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Now, I don't know if this was all the disciples that were with him or just the 12. I'm not sure. Could have had Mary Madeline, but it was a small group, right? And look what they said. Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign? Underline that word sign. 
That is the same word, sign, as when you're traveling somewhere, the closer you get to the destination, the more signs you see. As you go, say you're on Route 80 and you're going towards New York City, you're going to see the sign say New York City, 100 miles away, New York City, 50, 40, and then you'll see it more often. He's saying here, as you see these signs that he's going to talk about happening more and more, because people make statements like there, there's always been earthquakes, there's always been this, yeah, but Spain the other day has got floods. Turkey's got floods. Uh, fires in Greece, it's like burning the whole country there. We saw what just happened in Hawaii. Hurricanes, on and on. They're all converging together. The world wants to give it an excuse, you know, climate change and this and that. No, church family, it's sin erupting in our world. Amen? Anybody see that little video of the, the volcano in Guatemala? 45 minutes of lightning shooting out of this volcano. Amazing stuff that we're seeing. And now in a week or so, we have a comet coming through, right through the Revelation 12 sign. You remember that a few years ago? Interesting. I don't know what they all mean. I stick with the word of God. Amen. Like, you know what this, this, this was interesting. We, we learned this last night, me and Diane. You know what the name of this comet, what it means? Child. And, it's, and if you look at it, it goes right through the constellation of the woman there, right through her. A child is to be born. Hey, I hope it's true. Hey, man, I hope it's this one. Keep going on. They said, what will be the signs? What will be the things one after another that we should be looking for? And now there's lots of stuff, but I'm only going to look at one part today. We could spend you know, a whole year just talking on each part. But here's the part I want to talk about. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed, stay alert, watch, take heed. Ready? That no one deceives you. Underline that word, deceive. The first thing that he brings out is for us to watch, that no one deceives us. And church family, we are living in a day and age with great deception. The first thing that he caught his eye, caught the eye, is him saying, make sure nobody deceives you. Now watch what this Greek word is, because it's interesting. Here's what Jesus said on that day. You ready? He said, make sure no one palao you. P-L-A-N-A-O. And it means you could take the word deceived and put the word delusion right in its place delusion right now we are seeing a world in delusion i can deceive you but if your mind is deluded it's a different thing it means this to wander pictures deception or moral wandering despects a person or nation so this deception and delusion is not just on an individual. I try to, you know, de uh, deceive Grace here, Diane here. It's on a nationwide picture. Right now I'm seeing it on a global wide world. Amen? We saw what happened in Israel yesterday. We saw what happened in Paris just a week ago. It's just constant, week after week. It used to be 20, 30 years ago, you're looking for this stuff. I don't have to look. Every day I'm getting 50, 60 different things that are going on 
in our world. He says here, a person or nation that has veered from a solid path as a result of veering morally, this person goes adrift. Here's what he's saying. Here's America. We had these Christian Judeo values. We went by the Ten Commandments. We stood for the word of God. Stores were closed on Sunday, if you remember. There was a sense of there's something different about Sunday. All of a sudden, Hollywood comes. Me and Diane just watched the other, was that Dick Van Dyke or... Yeah, Dick Van Dyke. And there they are in separate beds and Mary Tyler Moore and all. And now today, they're not just in bed together. They're doing everything in bed together, right? And now we're seeing guys with guys in bed and girls with girls in bed. There's that drifting. Didn't come in one day, but it came. But as the drifting has continued, it has gotten worse and worse and faster and faster. Are you with me? He also says here, that the Greek on this, to morally lose one's bearing, to wander off course. Well, America is off course right now. There's no if, what's, or buts. Amen? Church family, we are living in a day that we can hardly believe how delusional things have gotten. It seems that lunacy has taken over society. True nonsense is abounding in our government, in our courts, in our entertainment, in our education, and in gender. And I can go on and on and on. When we are to the point that we don't know the difference between a man and a woman, that is so far beyond delusional, it's beyond words. In Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 20, excuse me, chapter 5, And verse 20, the prophet said this about the end days. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet to bitter. When God puts a woe out there, you better listen to what he's saying. Amen? I'll say it very loving right now. You don't mock God. You don't mock God. And if you want a clear understanding of it, read one chapter of the Bible, Romans chapter one, and read the last part. It explains the whole scene to you, the whole thing. Amen. Let me give you an example of some of this delusion that's going on. During June, we had naked men running in a, not running, parading in one of these parades with little kids there and they're clapping. A few years ago, they would have been thrown in jail. Now we're clapping. We have drag queens and all going into libraries and even schools and even churches for the little children. I saw one little kid there, a little, little beautiful young girl with a naked man and she's just Listen to this. This blew me away. This was August 5th. An art museum in Minneapolis offered an otherworldly weekend activity for families this month, August 5th. The Walker Arts Center invited parents and children to participate in what the museum described 
as a totally free, collective, and playful demon summering session. Oh, listen, this gets better. This is what the organizer said. Demons have a bad reputation, you think? I can tell you why they got a bad reputation. But maybe we're just not very good at getting to know them. I don't want to know demons. An advertisement for the museum. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Red. According to the messenger, the event, which was hosted by the person's name, was broken into two parts. First, visitors worked with this person to design a vessel for the demons that know them best. With some examples, including the demon of overthinking or the demon of not trusting your gut, the museum explained. After constructing their vessels, what does that remind you of, right? Guests were invited to watch this person perform a summoning, a summoning ritual for a spirit name, I don't even want to tell you what it is, this demon. This demon will come from the dark side of the moon and lead you in locating your feelings using ancient Babylonian technique, the website said. This is what's going on. That's why parents, you got to have eyes in the front and the back. You need to know what's going on. What are those books? I saw some of those books online. They are pornography in school libraries for little kids. The Bi some people don't understand this, but the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, don't open love until it's time. The time is the marriage bed, amen? Well, what happens is when a little child is exposed to this, it opens things in them that shouldn't be seen by them. Little girls don't need to see man's parts at that age. You're not ready for that, amen? Or oh, you're just old-fashioned. Leave me alone. I don't want my grandkids seeing this garbage, amen? And that's why, you know, if your kids go to public school, you need to be involved in that public school. You need to know what's going on. So this is Jesus telling us that there's a deception that's going to come. There's a, a delusion. I can go, I can be here an hour sharing with you different things that are going on, not just our nation. This is over in Europe. China basically will have a camera on every single person every moment of the day. AI is becoming so advanced that they now have created, catch this with me, we heard it speak yesterday, me and Diane, as we were driving somewhere, in AI Jesus. Oh, yeah. And this AI Jesus is all about love and all about acceptance and all about goodness. So the question was given to it about salvation, that, you know, you're the only way. No, no, we'll talk, we'll discuss. We'll see, no, my Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. There is salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus. The man Harari, Harari, Harari. He's the one that's under Charles Schwab of this new world order that they're putting together. Really interesting, when you study the life of Charles Schwab, he, his grandfather was one of Hitler's main people. They have a picture of him there. And here he is today trying to change. They use it as the fourth 
revolution. Has anybody heard that statement? But it's really the fourth right is what they're trying to bring back. Well, basically, he said, very soon, we will have an AI Bible put together. I could just imagine what that's going to say. Listen, my Bible has been proven. My Bible is true. I will stick with my Bible. How about you? All right. So that's the delusional part. Let's continue on. Now, the Apostle Paul, led by the Holy Spirit, is going to describe to us some other things that are going to happen just before the return of the Lord. Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Now, guys, why do you, you might say, why do you always teach on end days in September? Because there's something about the Jewish feast, amen? Every spring feast has been fulfilled through Jesus Christ. Are you guys with me? Then the church was birthed on the day of Pentecost. Everybody here know what the next feast is this month? The Feast of Trumpets. And the Feast of Trumpets is a unique feast because it doesn't, they have to, especially back then when they didn't have computers, they had to know the exact moment of the new moon when it started. And it goes, no man knew the day or hour of, the, of this feast. Are you with me, guys? which is so unique, amen? And it's interesting, because what are we looking for? The trumpet, amen? All right, are you with me? First Timothy chapter four, here we go. Now the Spirit expressly says, underline that, the King James says, speaks expressively, speaketh expressively. Now, watch what I'm gonna say with the Greek here, because this is pretty powerful. Watch what this means. In the Greek, it is the word retos, R-H-E-T-O-S. And it means the spirit is speaking unmistakably. In other words, what he's going to say here, he's giving you the truth, amen? He's going to speak vividly with like pictures, something spoken so clearly or something that is unquestionable, certain, and sure. Now, here's the part I want you to get. Are you ready for this? In fact, it means that even praying is not going to change this. Now, what have I been saying for those that have been here for years? Right, we're looking up, we're living in warp speed days. Scripture must be fulfilled. Scripture, we can't change scripture, guys. But this is what I believe, and you know I've been saying it. We can slow things down so we can get closer to the day of the rapture that we don't have to be here when it's really gone crazy, amen? You have to understand that Antichrist, when he comes on the scene, he is gonna take the chaos of our world. Read about that in the book of Revelation and he's gonna bring order to it and that's why they're gonna worship him. That's why they're gonna take the mark of the beast that you can't buy or sell. Come on, guys, we're already seeing this. Amazon's got the palm readers. They want to do things with your eyes now. Have you noticed your new driver's license says this is not a real ID anymore? Have you noticed some of the things that they're getting ready? Well, I want to hold that down as long as we can to get closer to the sound of that trumpet. How many can say amen? But you're not going to be able to change what the Word of God says. You think you can change the word of God? You just put yourself in place of God. You better watch it. Amen? Well, I don't like that part about end days. It's here, baby. Get ready for it. 
And that's why we're going to need angels on assignment. Amen? All right, let's go on. Again, I have said over and over, all scripture must be fulfilled. But we can slow things down while, while this evil, while we're here, slow down this evil so we can get closer and closer to the day of the Lord and understand the protection of angels in our lives. Peter brings this out. Look what he says. Go, to me, go with me to 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. Hey, God is good, right? Every book of the Bible talks about the return of the Lord. Why? Why is that so important? Because God wants to set up a kingdom of peace and happiness and joy. No more sickness, no more death, no more pain, no more sorrow. Everything's going good for me. I'm glad for you. But would you go to a cancer, a children's cancer hospital right now? Would you look at what else is out there and quit being so selfish for yourself? There are people that are hurting in this world and we need the king to come and get things back in order. This world is totally, all of nature is confused. Morality is confused. Gender is confused. Government's confused. On and on and on. We want the king of king and it says he is gonna, he is gonna rule this world with a rod of iron. What does that mean? You ain't gonna get over on him anymore. You're not going to bribe him. You're not going to give millions of dollars to his son or to anyone else. You're, he's going to be a man of integrity and character. Let's continue on. This is 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. Everybody still here today? But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away what a great noise. The elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. So this building, everything we have is going to be gone one day. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what per manner of person ought you to be in holy, God in, in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for, what should we be doing? Looking for. Every one of them say the same thing. Look, that's why I said we are. Looking up. Our t-shirts got it on the back, right? Looking up and hastening. Isn't that an interesting word? The word hastening to me means quickening. So we have a part to play in this, church family. We have a part to play in this. Let's get people saved. Let's get the job done and go on for eternal paradise. Amen? Look what he says. Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, say us, according to his promise. God, a promise is a promise to God, right? We are looking for the new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. I'm watching on TV and I'm seeing these guys go into a jewelry store, spray the guy and take all this. And the guy's weeping. This was my business. I'm seeing a girl getting one of them rented bikes in New York City or wherever it was and she's riding and a guy throws her on the ground and throws and rides away with it. And no law enforcement anymore. You know, defund the police. Delusion! Keep going on. Nevertheless, we, me, I hope it's you too. According to his promise, we are looking for a new heaven and a new earth. We're right where there won't even be a stench 
of, of this world anymore. In fact, I read to you last week, remember Isaiah 65? When we're on the new earth, we won't even remember this one anymore. So don't put all your ties here. Keep your eyes, set your affection on things above. Verse 14, therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent, be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. Look with me at Titus, Titus chapter 2 and verse 12. Nope, verse 13, sorry. Here we go again. Look at the words that these men of God use, right? By the Spirit of God. Looking, everybody say looking. Looking for the blessed hope, the glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Every day I'm looking up. I know it's in the twinkling of an eye. I know it's going to, bam, we're gone, but man, I'm looking. Amen. I get discouraged. I tell Diane, I'm discouraged. I want to see it, right? Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous of good works. I get an amen. All right, let's go back to, to, uh, to Paul now. Verse two, verse two, 1 Timothy 4, 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. I mean, it's unbelievable to me to see some of these politicians say what they're saying and they have proof that it's a total lie and they stand there. Where do I go now? It's sad. It's sad. It is sad. And, you know, hit the other side too. It, you know, just McDonald, McConnell, whatever his name, just staring there. It's time to say, I need to retire. Let somebody else get in there. But anyway, we know what's going on. We got inside information. Amen. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Now catch this next verse. I'll give you a little teaching right here. Having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Remember I brought that out? That, that iron can sear the clothes and all. But let's take it to the other side. One of the most important things you can do while we're living in this period of time here is keep a tender spirit. Conscience, spirit. How do you do that? Here's the way. It's real simple to do that. When you do wrong, but let, let me say this first. You understand that all of your sins are washed away once you're born again, correct? Your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. But when I mess up, I say sorry either to the person or sorry to God. That keeps your conscience tender. I'll give you an example. You mind if I use my own life? I don't like too much talking about me, but the other day, me and Diane were out, and we we're in a city that I didn't know, and I was getting frustrated. I didn't know where to park, and I'm just, ah! Finally, we get the car parked, and we go for dinner, and I said to Diane, I'm, I'm sorry, because I want love is patient, love is kind to develop within me. Do you understand what I'm saying? You acknowledge when you do wrong and you do right. Somebody gives you $5 extra at the cash register. I don't care if it takes forever to walk back in. Do right. Do right. Amen? When you're at work, work. Don't be on your phone all day long. I got to have, listen to my kids. I got to watch this. You're, you're being paid to work. 
Oh, you know, I'm allowed eight-minute grace period. It's a grace period. Don't take advantage of that. You're not working to man. You're working for the Lord, and the Lord will promote you. I couldn't go back, but all my years at Pathmark, very rarely, I would rush in to be on time. Why? Because it's integrity, it's character, and I want that developed in my life. That's why when I look down, I see paper on the ground, I pick it up. Here's one of the things I don't like doing, but I still have to do. You want me to go further? You want me to stop right now? You go to the supermarket, and you want to just leave that carriage right there. And you say, I wouldn't want a dent in my car. So you go and you walk it to the corral. But it's raining. You do what's right. If you're not handicapped, you shouldn't take a handicapped spot. If it's your dog pooping, it's your responsibility to pick it up. These are all things that keep you tender on the inside. Well, nobody knows. You know. And what happens is when you start going late to work every day, you get hardened in that area. And then you don't think about that anymore. Why? You become brittle there. It's not. I deserve it. I've been working here 20 years, 30 years, 10 years. You deserve nothing. You should be thankful for what we have. Oh, man, I'm, I'm stepping on toes. But look, when I step on your toes, I'm stepping on mine too. Amen? Listen, we're all late today. I get that. But when it's consistent, then it's something to deal with. Amen? I said to Diane the other day, you know, when you look at the different wars throughout our time, technology is only revealed at certain times. You ever notice that? In other words, during the Civil War, they, two people didn't come out with submachine guns or grenades or a tank. They would have destroyed everybody. Are you with me? There is technology that is released at times. And I believe there's demonic technology that's released at times. Technology. Can I tell you one? Ready? That phone in your hand. If it gets to the point that you can't put it down for an hour or two, and I'm not talking about just sleeping, then there's something wrong with that thing. Then it controls you. And you should work that nothing controls you. All right? Now, if you're using it for business, I get it. But I can walk right out there now, and there'll be somebody like this. And they're not listening to the message. I saw it walking from here, from my office to here this morning with a teenager. I've been to bus stops and see the teenagers all on phones and nobody talking. I was a kid, we used to throw the ball around and have a good time. And now it's that stupid, I, I wish we never had it. Now, Daniel says, knowledge will increase. Boy, has it ever, amen? Knowledge that what's on that phone is a wonderful thing if used correctly. Daniel also said in the book of Daniel that people would be going to and fro. Boy, did he ever prophesy that right. Go to an airport, go to a train station, go to a bus station, go to any highway, any road, 
It's just amazing. Anyway, could I just leave you with that? Keep a tender spirit. You do wrong, you don't have to go, I did wrong. Ah! Father, I messed up there. Thank you for your grace. Help me through it, amen? All right, keep going on because I hear some of you are mad at me, especially when I hit about the phones. How many would agree with me on the phones, though? Sometimes I, I, I'm praying, I go, oh, I, I got to look, you know. I'm so important, ain't I? I just got to look. Oh, You Italians know what that means, right? Okay. All right, let's finish up now. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry end times, and commanding those commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Mr. Biden, Mr. All you guys out there, you eat the crickets. You eat the grasshoppers. Leave the ribeye steak to me. Now look. Now look. If you're a vegetarian, that's wonderful. But you're not pushing it on me. And it's the same way with these lifestyles. You want to do that? That's between you and your God. But when you start saying, I got to agree with it. I got to pass, you know, this is right. That living is right. Why do you want that? Why do you want me to agree with it? Why? Why? Think about it. Come on, church. Think about what I'm saying. But no, because they want you to justify the sin. And I cannot justify the sin. And I'm not just picking on them. Adultery is wrong. Fornication is wrong. Sex outside of marriage is wrong. It's all from the word of God. All right, stone me if you want. If you made a mistake, God will forgive you, but it is still what it is. So here he says, in the end days, they're going to tell you abstain from certain foods, and then he basically tells you what they are for every creature of God is good. It's nothing to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. I believe after the flood of Noah, because of the shift on the earth and all the changes that happened, man needed that protein. And God was willing to give up all the animals for mankind. Think about that. But I believe one day animals will have their part again, and we will have our part again. That's why it says, even the fish of the sea worship him. Revelation. Amen, church family? I hope this wasn't too heavy for you. We'll get into the angelic part, but we got to look at what's going on in our society, our culture. And just because society changes doesn't mean I change. I, as a man, dress a certain way. You, as a woman, dress a certain way. The Bible says to be modest. doesn't say to be, look, you know, old or whatever. It just says be modest in your apparel appearance. That's all. Just dress nice. Cover certain things. <sighs> You're just too old-fashioned. Okay. We'll just keep moving on.
moving on, moving on. God is good. We're going to survive these end days, amen? And maybe we'll be in heaven after the Feast of Trumpet. I don't know. I'll take it, amen? I'd rather be in heaven than down here anytime. Because I think if we're here in 2024, I can almost prophesy it. It's going to be crazy. This election is going to be so crazy if we have an election. And I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Amen? Love you. Thank you. I needed that. Is there a message like that? I needed that. Thank you. No, you don't have to do that. But I ask you to really set aside a day for the Signs of the Time Conference. I really do. And let others from other churches, this Saturday is nothing about our church. We're just hosting it, amen? I might introduce them, but this is their their packets, and we'll have a list of all the places to go eat. We'll take an hour and a half. We'll go out and eat, and then we'll come back for some more. If you can only come to the afternoon, come to the afternoon. If you only come to the morning, they'll all be separate sessions. I believe it'll be about four sessions, then a, a question and answer time, because sometimes people have questions. And look, I'm not a pro at this when it comes to end days. I study it. I believe it. These guys are pros that are coming. Amen? Amen. Going to hit the home run right out of the park. Amen. Shall we close in prayer? I know you guys want to start your Labor Day. I get it. Okay. Supposed to be nice and warm. Just remember that. Drink lots of fluids. Father, we bless you and we thank you for this time. I thank you for bringing this dear family all the way from Brazil to come join us today. God bless you. God bless you. Brazil is going through a lot that America is going through. They're very interesting. Father, we thank you. We love you, sir. Church family, if you're here today, you don't know Jesus. This thing is wrapping up. The signs are all there. It's getting faster and faster. Rick Renner's got three different books out right now. For some reason, he felt to just write about the end days, survival guide in the end days, uh, how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy, and signs of the end days. I, I don't know what we have in the bookstore. We might have some of them, but if you can't, just get them, read up, find out what's going on, because it's getting weird out there. Father, we thank you for your protection. I don't know how long we'll be able to have meetings together online, all this. I pray until the second you come. We want to hasten your coming, and we want to hold back darkness. If you're here today and you have never asked Jesus to be your Lord, to be your Savior, and you do want to do it today, I want to say, oh yeah, I'd love to lead you in the sinner's prayer. How do I do that? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, excuse me, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's it, that's it. So if you're here today, you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, then pray this prayer with me. We'll all pray it together to make it easy for you, but pray it from your heart. Pray it because you mean it. Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I repent of my sins. Forgive me, Lord. I need a Savior. Come into my heart. I thank you 
for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around, Christians praying softly. If you have never prayed that prayer or a prayer like that and asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I'm asking you to make that decision today. What would you like me to do? In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I'll tell you why right up front. We're not going to ask you to come to the front. I'm not going to ask you to stand. But we have a little gift that we like to give you, some literature to help get you started. It's a first step. First step. You don't have a Bible, a little card in there. Take it to our bookstore. We'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you. We want to help you. We want to help you. That's it. That's it. Not here to embarrass you today. I'm here to bless you today. So if you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, you're doing it today. Or maybe you have, but you're not living for him. You would like to rededicate your life today. Maybe you're just not sure yet. You're still seeking. Still seeking. We still like to give you this gift. So with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that will bring you this gift. Would you just slip your hand up that they might see it? After they see it, we'll have you put it right back down, and they'll bring you this gift. Don't let an opportunity pass you by. Pass you by. I don't know if you'll have this opportunity tomorrow. No one knows the moment of our death. No one knows it. This is an opportunity. If you're unsaved or you're unsure, be sure before you walk out these doors. Just slip your hand up. Let them bring you this little gift before you walk out. All right, then I'm believing on the day of the rapture. Hapatso, we're all gone, amen? We're having a prayer meeting after church today if you would like to join us. Again, Wednesday night, we're gonna have praise and worship and a time of prayer dedicate it more for our young people, for those off at colleges, on and on, the local schools. We'll be praying for teachers. We'll be praying for superintendents, on and on, principals, on and on. Please join us if you can. If for some reason you cannot, get online. Join us together during that time. Amen? Amen. Listen, a happy Labor Day to you guys as I bless you as you go. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you that you gave us all this inside information. How, how many people would love to know every baseball score and every horse that wins and every football score beforehand? And here you gave it all to us so that we could be well prepared for what's coming on this earth. Yet I see so many Christians with more worries and more cares when we should be living the life saying, Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. Oh, what a day that'll be when Jesus returns and no more of any of this nonsense. Thank you for your people, and I thank you that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. But we are blessed to be a blessing. Go be a blessing this week, amen? See you Wednesday night.